This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the To Holland Back podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Witto, and tonight I'm joined by Will and Ant, and we are proudly sponsored by Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher, the best places to be in a week's time when Whole Fair opens. So, uh, Will and Ant, how have you been over the last week? Very good. And you smashed the intro. I'm really proud of you. Oh, Thank you. I, we were talking about it. I, I have fears over the intro. The technology, <laughs> it, it lies to me. I, I never know when to start, but um, we can probably start now and um, get into the draw with Plymouth. The the uh, sort of title for this episode is another home and draw. I think the frustration about the amount of home draws we've had, that's four in a row now, sort of comes across in that. So Ant, um, I know we, we always, after a match, we get a bit of um, tension in the group chat over whether we should be positive or negative. City are playing well, but not as well as they could be. I think that's where the frustration comes from. So what were your general thoughts on the 1-1 draw with Plymouth? Well, no, the frustration is because more or less there's, there's as, as well as the good the run's been, as no matter how good the league position is, there's still aspects of the game that are, you know, the rightfully due for criticism. And I think we the, the way we start home games at the minute is just we shoot ourselves in the foot. So, mm. you know, you look at the urgency and the, and the intensity that we play at after we've gone a goal down and you're wondering, why can't we start with that sort of urgency? Why, why are we so sort of pedestrian and, and, and ponderous on the ball at the beginning of the game where yes okay we control the game we don't really look under threat but we have all the possession and do we actually create anything with it I don't think we do and then it you know we can we concede always we always go go down and literally I brought a mate with me to the game and I said what tends to happen at home games is we'll go go down we'll wake up and we come back I said we do it every week and then mm. w- literally within five minutes of me saying that Plymouth went up the other end and scored and I just said look 
every week it's the same. We're too slow. We don't do anything with the ball. And then we concede on the counter and it wakes us up. And then we actually start playing some better stuff. And I don't know if it's just the players, the nerves at the beginning of the game or if it's something what Rosinia wants them to do. But I just think that at the beginning of games, if we if we play that same way that we finish these games with, we wouldn't be going a goal down and we'd be on the upper hand and possibly a goal up. But, you know, it's easier to say that as a fan, isn't it? Obviously, he, we know Rosinia knows what, what, what they've got to work on and, and what we need to do. But overall, it was a decent performance. Like we say, we controlled the game. It's just we're, we're the end product at times, and I think we say this quite regularly, despite only not scoring in one game this season, we should have so much more. If we'd have had you know, one more goal in two of our home games, we'd be challenging the top two right now. Um, and I feel like Plymouth was a game where, after we equalised at half-time, they had no interest in winning that game. For 45 minutes, it was up to yeah. us to try and win the game, and we couldn't do it. I know there were some good saves from the goalkeeper in the last few minutes, but, you know, you've got to look at, you know, the the, the final ball, set pieces, again, it irritating. We can't score from set pieces, mm. um, no matter who takes them. Um, and, and then, obviously, like those, you know, lashing at chances and, and, and things like that. But the fact that we've got those complaints and yet we're still fifth is obviously a good thing in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, oh, and I think you're right about the set pieces. I don't know who was taking them before uh, we signed Twine, but... Whoever that was, and then Twine, and then Morton, we've not really scored directly from a set piece. And we had about 10 yesterday. And we didn't really, I don't, I can't remember us actually getting on to the end of any of them. But, well, I mean, I guess if a default thing is a draw at home and we're not playing as well as we could be, and we do have a lot of attacking players that you feel like if Twine gets his first goal, you know, maybe he can become a really good player. So it does show that we have potential to improve. So it's nothing to worry about so far, is it, Will? No, I don't think there's much to worry about because mm. while we're uh, not putting away chances, our opponents aren't really creating chances against us. The issue is we're normally giving them chances against us, um, as as happened on Saturday, um, particularly when, particularly from the a chance where I, I thought they'd gone to another when I don't know what was it, I don't know who it was who actually hit the ball against the post. As as there was that five minute. It might have been, yeah, a five-minute bit of uh, where the team just sort of forgot how to play for a few minutes. Hmm. And uh, I don't think it was helped by the fact that a, a few fans might have got a bit over the top that early into a game. Um, but City, performance-wise, City are good. It's just that, like you said, it's that when you get in the final third, they need to be more clinical. They be ruthless, don't they? That's what yeah. we're sort of lacking because we have a lot of, you know, entries into the box and we didn't actually score from any of them. It was some sort of a mistake that Philogene pounced upon at half time. But we had a lot of great moves where we actually got through the middle and we, you know, and then we sort of went out wide or we just made the wrong decision. So, yeah, I think, if, you know, the young players, maybe that's the decision making they need to work on. I mean, Philogene was really good, but sometimes he just, you know, they all shot when they should have passed and passed when they should have shot. I think that's generally why, you know, we didn't make the most of the opportunities yeah. we had. Um, why then at home, this is sort of the million dollar question, why do we draw at home but that we're able to, you know, use this exact same system away from home and pick up results? Because the pressure's the on pressure's us to score goals yeah, at the home. Pressure's, the pressure's on the home side more than mm-hmm. it is away. 
Is it just we've always been the a, pressure? We've always been a side that wants the other team to come on to us and then we exploit that space on the counter. Plymouth were never going to do that. Plymouth were going to come here. They, they wanted a draw from the get-go. Um, the fact they found themselves 1-0 up, I think, was probably something that they then tried to hold on to and, and probably retreated deeper, leading, obviously, to us creating on that, uh, well, forcing that error. But it, it's for us, we just we, we can't have the impetus, I don't think, yet. Um We've been like that for a few years. We've always said we prefer teams to come on to us because we like to counter. But when it's up to us to, you know, probe and, and break a side down, we, we can't seem to do it. And obviously at home at the minute, you know, maybe Baron Leeds who came here expecting to win. Um, teams are coming here and they're quite happy to take a point. They know that this is a tough place to come to. We don't lose many games. I think we've only lost one in the last 17 at home. So, you know, t t teams aren't going to, there's not many that are going to come here and, and, and try and force a win. So it's up to us to find a way when teams sit deep. Um, to break that down and obviously just at the minute we're struggling to do that mm. Yeah, Did we think that we did enough that perhaps we deserved the win because until the last few minutes where Hazard uh, or Hazard made three really good saves as you mentioned we didn't really have a huge amount of opportunities and the goal we got was from sort of a mistake so um, did we, it was a point I know it feels like two points dropped but with the actual performance was a draw perhaps a bit fair because Plymouth had some good opportunities as well when they hit the post. S similar to the Leeds game, on another day City win that and then on, on another day Plymouth go two up. It's a similar thing. It's, it's how football goes most of the time. Um, I say it has a, those couple of saves, particularly the one from Jones. Jones' uh, yeah. low header was ridiculous. He should, was he it a header? Do. I think he tried it's, to chest it, it in. Bundled it in. Mm. It was a bit too low for anything, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he was so unlucky to not put it in, but it's a good save. And like I say, nine times out of ten, Jones probably scores that. And as I don't save it, same with Triari. Nine times out of ten, smashes the back of the net against Leeds, mm. but he didn't. And it's easy to go, well, that one moment, oh, that's completely decided the game. But the performance of the 90 minutes prior to it is still decent. It's still mm -hmm. got positives in it that you can take from it. Yeah, and what what did you think of Vinagre? Because I was got I got very frustrated watching him. It seems to me like at Wolves, perhaps when he was a bit younger and he hadn't had he had those more games and perhaps fewer injuries, he was probably a bit quicker. Maybe he thinks he's, he's still that quick, but actually he's lost a yard or two, even though he's twenty four. So when he was trying to beat people, he just couldn't do it and uh, had so many opportunities to get the cross in. I think he only got one in to Traore, who put it over the bar. So what do you think about Vinagre? Because when Coyle came on, I think Coyle was probably a better option because Christie's getting back to form as well. You want Coyle and Christie on the pitch at the same time. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Vinagre is one of these. He's, he's one of our most exciting signings for me in summer. Mm. Um, the potential for, you know, his bombarding runs up the line and... Um, the chances that can be created from that was was really high, but it's just at the minute I I, don't, I, I want to say he's not match fit, but I feel like by now he should be. Um, mm. He hasn't played a lot of football in the last year and a half, two years, something like that. He's had a lot of injuries, so you can only really say that maybe he's just because he's not played consistently for so long that he's still trying to find his you know sort of game mentality. But it's just it's it's really infuriating to watch, obviously as a fan, when you know the the impetus is on you to win the game. Plymouth were just sat deep waiting, you know, they were happy to take the point. And you're at a stage of the game where you're thinking, just put the ball in the box and he'd just do like, you know, seven or eight step overs and then run into trouble and lose the ball. And you can understand yeah. why fans started to get a bit frustrated because 
you know, you, you can't score goals unless you put the ball in the box. And um, City at times just seem allergic to, <laughs> to crossing the ball. Mm. And he, I mean, the thing is, is I mean, Christie does similar. He doesn't really cross the ball, but Christie actually gets into the box with his runs. Yeah. Um, whereas Vinagra, I feel like, is a bit of a one-trick pony. Um, he will only go on his left, uh, and defenders know that, so they just show him onto his right, and he, he loses the ball. But I, I feel like, obviously, with game time, he's going to get there. But it's just you know whether or not um, we can afford to have a passenger for X amount of games to get him up to that standard. Because at the minute, I think Coyle starts in left back. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously he has to go onto his right to cross the ball, but he seems fairly adept to putting in with his left as well. Yeah, that's what something I'd I'd think about. Clearly, I don't think uh, Rossini wants to do this because he hasn't tried it so far. But Christie, I mean, he scored two from uh, last season cutting in on his left foot and he always seems so dangerous cutting in from the right. Surely then, if his left foot's actually quite good and he's scored a few with his left foot, he should be at left back. And Coyle, who actually is probably our best crosser at the club, which I think says a lot, that it's actually one of our, or who would have been our second choice right back to the best crosser, even with all these uh, wingers we've signed. He should be on the right, uh, you know, at right wing back and Christian on the left. That's just something I, I think about. But it's a shame because, yeah, Vinagre had so many opportunities. And again, I think he was probably the main culprit of the, that poor decision-making, I said. There were times when he should have passed and he tries to beat his man again. He'll, he'll get there, but um, you think he should be probably fully fit because he played pretty much 90 minutes, I think, or a long time against Stoke, so that was a shame. Um, Will, you've already mentioned it. I'll let you talk a little bit more about it. Um, Rossini's comments in the press conference afterwards about the fans being frustrated about playing out from the back. I mean, we've had this conversation before, but, um, you know, I've got a few views on this, but I'll let you explain what you think so, uh, first. I mean, I get why he's frustrated because he has explained it several times at this point. What he's, he, hmm. he says, this is how I'm going to do it. This is um, the way I think he's going to get to success. And then you look at the fact that it's our best start to a championship season in our history. I yeah. say we're, we're in, we've got such a good run at home. We're doing well away. I say we're in the top six, and people are still sort of negative about it. And I do find it weird because it's the same. It, it was the same last season when Burnley went up as champions, um, and they had a lot of their fan base not happy with the way they were playing, even though mm. they've won the league. And there was some I saw earlier as well. I think it was John McGinn at Aston Villa had said that. There's Villa fans who aren't. There's been Villa fans who have been the same, who have been a mm. bit vocal about the way that they've Villa been play. like. Haven't they been the second best team uh, other than Manchester City since Emery's come in? They're, in the they're one of the most informed teams in the country. Mm. So it's, and Europe. It's, it's interesting that people aren't willing to give something a, a chance long term, you know, that will benefit them. They want, like, they want the results. I say they want the results now, but for a lot of those teams, the results are coming now to a point. Mm, yeah, I guess people just don't really like what they don't understand. And, I mean, I don't know whether the complaints are about the system because that is kind of working. It's just that at times against Plymouth, it was sort of two moments in about two minutes where the first one, Seri again on the edge of his own box takes too long and it's actually almost a goal. He kicks it against oncoming pressing Plymouth player and also has to save it and then the second one where we lose the ball and um, Plymouth hit the post I think it was just that they need to learn when when and when to do it and when not to do it because the system worked and we got through them quite well it's just 
it, you know, you are going to get frustrated when you take that risk and it doesn't pay off. So and that's exactly what, what I was going to say, to be fair. Where, where I'm have... the East stand, I don't actually think I had anybody boo or shout against the fact that we were playing out from the back. I think what frustrates fans is at times the player's decision-making is yeah. at crucial times of the game can be a bit... I mean, that period we're on about where we've gone 1-0 down to a side that's not won away all season, so fans are a bit edgy already. And then we start we just forget how to play out from the back. It's like the players' brains just turn to mush when we go 1-0 down. And Traore plays like a, a, a suicide pass back and, and they hit the post from it. And you can understand why fans are thinking, what on earth are you doing? At this time of the game, just get rid of it and get rid of the pressure. Because I, the people around me were mad. At, yeah, were mad at that. It wasn't at the playing out from the back. I mean, I can understand mm. from where Rosinia stood, he'll see it as people booing the system. And you're always going to get people who are like, you know, get it up the pitch. Oh, I, 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 I hear people. I don't think they were booing the, the, the game. Every yeah, game I exactly. hear people in the West Upper who are constantly saying, who don't like the system, who clearly don't like the system, the way they're reacting to it. And I just don't yeah. get why. Because it, it is a, it's the way that you want to play. If you want to play that successfully, it does take time to build it. And you've yeah. got to accept that there will be some times where it's not going to be perfect. Man City, as great as they are, have had moments where they've mucked up at the back and not and not cleared it or anything. They lost to Wolves this weekend mm. doing stuff like that. So it's not like it, it's not like it's a perfect system, but it's a system that will reap reward if done over a long period and you know successfully. Yeah. And I but think that's just um... people's preferences because on the flip side, if you have say for example Sean Dykes coming in and he wants you to play four four two, lump it up to the striker as quick as you can. You're going to have people saying, why are we doing that? And they get mad with it. You're just going to have that with whatever system you implement. Well, fans that like it, fans are done. Yeah, mm. you, you're not going to please everybody in a stadium full of thousands of people unless you're winning every week and it, it, it keeps the people who probably don't like that system quiet for the time. But you're always you're never going to find a system that suits, that, that everybody prefers. But mm. I, I just think it's important that the booing, I think, from my perspective, wasn't because of the fact we play out from the back. It was the decision-making at the time of the game when we just got 1-0 down. And they were kind of just taking them, you know, showing themselves. In the we like it. We like it. There was like 10, 15 times when we played through them really well. And then we got the ball in the midfield and we could run at their defence, I think, because they had the five at the back. There wasn't much space. But it does last, work last at Sunday, times. Last Sunday against Stir, we played exactly the same way. We told them to pace it. Yeah. So it's it's not like it doesn't work. It's, it's just some games it does. Some games are different. Every game is different. And it, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Um, it's just... I don't know. I, th yeah, I think it's difficult. Just, I just say, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Well, we've got a few people on the stream. I'd like them to comment in their thoughts on the system. And I think we have improved an awful lot. The, I mean, the first game mm. I watched with the Rossini system was uh, was on TV against uh, Cardiff, the second game he ever had. And we were absolutely horrible. I mean, we scored a few goals, actually, I think, from playing out from the back. But watching Ingram and the defence play out from the back was absolutely terrifying. And even though we probably made more mistakes, well, we did make more mistakes at Cardiff that time than uh, against Plymouth, we're so much more confident. Uh, and I think in another year, we will be even better, as you said. There's one thing I think that's really helped as well on that. And it's nothing against Ingram, but with all topping goal, that, that playing out from the back looks just so much mm. more comfortable. We look so much more comfortable for the most part from the layoff in the back because he clearly mm. likes playing that way. Yeah, yeah, he seems to thrive and he's still made a few good saves. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess we don't know much about it to be fair. Yeah, 
um, look at some more positive things. And then I think there are a few things from the Plymouth game we'll mention when we're sort of talking about who we want to play on Tuesday. But Regan Slater has finally scored at home uh, at the MKM for Hull City. So, you know, he's a good player. And uh, how uh, how much did we spend on him? Because it seems like we could have... Uh, he's a very good player. Surely we spent must, lots, right? He cost at least a couple million. He's, he's good enough to have been a couple of million. Has it ever been mentioned? Has, have we ever actually found that figure? I'm not sure. I'm sure his dad mentioned. said on Twitter it was actually less than 50 grand. He said it was like 49 and something. Actually, but... I, think, I think it was technically undisclosed. Yeah. Only in the uh, actual signing. Well, every single deal in the history of football in the last 10 years has been undisclosed, I think. So, uh, yeah, undisclosed, undisclosed. Regan Slater doesn't have a, as good a ring to it as a champ. Um, so, yeah, generally disappointing not to win, but that's uh, eight unbeaten now. And I know it isn't as simple as this, because if we lose like six games in a row and go from third to like sixth, that wouldn't be very good. But um if you know, so long as we're in the playoffs, that's all you can really expect them to do. And I think I wouldn't have expected us to be actually um, in the playoffs at this stage of the season. So uh, yeah, and then Enshep says finally Slater scored at home, and yeah, I think it's just a relief for him. That's if the Stoke goal, I think that has been given to him, even though it's clearly it a goal. Been given, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's two and two for him playing further forward. I think we've got to have him and his energy up front. Um, maybe if he well, doesn't have the complete quality yeah. like a two fan, he, he does get into those opportunity, you know, those right areas. Well, two fans injury might have actually helped him in that from obviously being able to play fair form. Mm. And he said in the post-match, he said in the post match interview where what I was in that he much he does well. He he likes he's happy playing anywhere. He does prefer playing fair forward. So yeah, I think anyone would. Wouldn't always they? been where he's been his best. Mm. Yeah, because when we, we brought him in, when Smallwood got injured, he was sort of playing CDM, but that was just because he had to I play mean, there. But, yeah. With yeah. Morton next to Seri, it's just so much. This this is such an improvement. Because I think Morton might, Morton might have been the best player on the pitch. Again. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Philogene was great, but those two signings have been really good and improved us a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, and you've made some quiz things, so shall we get into another little jolly bit and you Ooh. can talk us through some quiz questions. That Now, unfortunately for audio listeners, you're not going to be able to see some of these, but we do have Absolutely. some. Perhaps we'll do at the end. Perhaps we'll do some at the end for, for you to enjoy. So, uh, Ant, do you want to do the, 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 the or do you want to introduce it? Yeah, it is the Seri Hard Mini Quiz. Little oh, little gosh. pun on the Seri name there. So, 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 or Seri Easy, you know, you, if you're a bit of a quizzer, it might be a bit easy for you. Seri Medium-ish. Seri Medium, the, the, the Seri Normal, yeah. Seri somewhat of a challenge, but relatively straightforward. Yeah, we've just done, we, we, I've got an idea to do it. There's like a little mini quiz for each episode. It'll only be like three or four questions each week. Um, I realistically don't have that much time to do any more than that. And we don't have enough time on the episode, really. You'll get bored. So we've got four questions. We've got two that, that the audio listeners will, will be able to join in with. Uh, and then two um, extra, so you'll be able to do four if you're watching live, a little bit of a bonus if you watch live. Uh, but we'll get the two for the viewers up, um, obviously, first, and then we'll come back to them later on after we've had the guest on. Uh, one's going to be a Blurred Players, so this is the one. So, obviously, one, two, and three. Have a look at them, see if you can figure out who's who. And then whilst we're talking to our Ipswich Town guests, you can try and fathom it out, mm-hmm. put it in the comments, whatever, well, for after the game. I think I know one, and I think actually know exactly what you should. Uh, number is. two is an absolute banker, and if you don't know number two, then you should probably. Yeah, I, I, I think I've got one and two, but I'm not sure on three. I know the kit. Well, 
I'm not sure who it is. I, I tried to vary the difficulty, so I tried to go for one that's really easy, one that's okay, and one that's quite tough. Hmm. So, I think three. Yeah. I'm not even sure I would know three if um. Well, I have an idea. I have an idea, but it depends what season it's from. Maybe I recognise the kit, but probably was before I was born. So, like pre twenty fifteen, something like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. According to the commenters, that's how old I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, that's the blurred players. Once we have a think about who you think each of them three are in the comments, and then we'll come back to the answer later on. Obviously, with the other two questions, and then this one. Try and guess where the ball is. See, I, where the players are looking, it's completely different places here. And I feel like this one's actually quite hard. I was quite proud of this one. Yeah. Comment in your, your answers. Yeah. Comment your answers. Obviously, we'll put the, um, the the actual answer back up later on with the other two questions that um, if we put up now, you'd all spoil because you'd all Google it. So, yeah. No one's fun like that. You won't wait. No. Uh, well, that was very good. Are we doing the other two at the end? Yeah, we'll do the other two after we've had the guest on because obviously, like I said, they'll, they'll, everyone will Google it and you'll cheat and put it in the answers and it's no fun. Okay. Well, that was the inaugural semi hard quiz that we will come back to. Um, yeah. Well, another thing I was going to mention, but we sort of already talked about it, uh, Tufan uh, has sort of had an injury setback. He had played, um, not in the Stoke game, but uh, whoever it was, commentary, and we couldn't quite, um, you know, get the goal from him at time. Then... Uh, perhaps he's actually had the quality that we've been missing, especially in the home games, to uh, you know get over the line and get that win. So um, it seems he's not going to be there for the Ipswich game either. So I think that leaves the door open to Slater. He likely won't be back until at least after the international break. Mm. That's a shame, isn't it? Because he just scored a hat-trick and then against Bristol and started the season really well. Yeah. And then when we've had these sort of difficult games where we've drawn... Yeah, so it's going to be a shame for that. But uh, well, or something else we've got here. So he gives an opportunity for Slater, someone like Slater fair before. Yeah. He gives an opportunity for Klein to actually show himself at some point. Um, and it was also seeing, it was a shame that players like Lakila, Vaughan, and Tuvo, but it gave a chance for players like Tyrell Sellers Fleming and Rocco Coyle to get a chance on the bench, a bit of experience on mm. the bench. I would have, if we'd have been like winning like 4 0, I would have liked to have seen Louis and Rocco come on at the same time. But just. Just for the hell of it, but yeah. it's a shame it could have happened. But I hope we'll yeah. see the players at some point during the season get their debuts at, at some mm. point. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, with our injury record, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be involved at some point. Well, I had something else about um, who we might start on Tuesday. But for the moment, we've got Matt of the Talking Town podcast coming on. So, of course, City are playing uh, Ipswich Town, who are in great form, currently second in the table 
at the moment. So, uh, Matt, are you there? Can can you hear us? All I right? can. How are you doing? Excellent. Yeah, we're we're having a great podcast. So, uh, as an Ipswich Town fan, how does it feel at the moment? Feels good. But it feels good to be on this podcast. I've put my hat on because I've heard you've won awards previously. So I yes, I have. You guys. But how's it going? Smart. Yeah. Thank you. How's it feel to be a town fan? Yeah. I mean, look. Are we exceeding expectation? A lot, a lot of Ipswich fans thought we might be in this position. I think that was probably a little bit of wishful thinking, given you know we didn't have the biggest of summer windows. I don't think, but we, what we have got is momentum. You know, we were trying to get 100 goals and 100 points out of League One last season. We fell just short on the points. Of course, you played Plymouth, didn't you, on Saturday? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're we're all absolutely buzzing. Certainly exceeding my expectations. I thought probably we'd be sort of round six to tenth or something to. So to be sitting here last night top, tonight second, because of Leicester's big win at Blackburn mm. today. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Good. Well, Kieran McKenna is your manager. Um, what are your thoughts on him and how long has he been the Ipswich manager now? Well, this is a bit of a running joke on uh, our, our podcast, Talking Town, because he so he came in around December 21, I think it was. Um, and... You know, last season, we had a really good start to the season. Then you might remember the infamous, I think we were 4-1 up at the Valley and we ended up drawing 4-4 against Charlton. Yeah. And that kind of kick-started a really bad run of about 15, 16 games where the managers previous to him over that period of time, Paul Cook and Lambert, had both got the elbow. And I was a little bit down. I was, I was, I was going down that road. I was thinking, how could we have spent all this money? Because we'd spent a hell of a lot of money in League One and be dropping down the table. We weren't going up yeah. it. We were going down. I think we were... We had a disastrous nil-nil at Bristol Rovers. Connor Chaplin, Nathan Broadhead, real pivotal players for us. Both started that game on the bench. And I don't know. that, But for me, that I felt like McKenna was in real big trouble that night. And, you know, if you'd offered me somebody else, I probably would have gone down that road. But hmm. from that game onwards, we've been on this huge run where we scored nearly 50 goals in the back end of the final third of the season. And, of course, Sheffield Wednesday blew up and the two came together. And here we are in, in the championship and we got we got the second spot. Um, but yeah, let me tell you, I mean, look, we had Marcus Evans as our owner for a number of years, de a decade. Uh, he was got Roy Keane in, you might recall, all those years back, 13 years ago, wherever it was. Um, spent a lot of money on him, didn't go anywhere. And he kind of sort of reduced the purse strings after that. And then we got bought out by an American ownership group called Game Changer out of Arizona. Mm -hmm. McKenna comes in on the back of that with their, with their CEO, Mark Ashton. And we've not looked back, really. Yeah, everyone's... Mm -hmm. it, it's... I would imagine it's sort of like the, I can kind of remember the Bobby Robson era when I was a little kid, but it's got that kind of good time, good vibe about it. Hmm. That's positive to hear. Um, well, when I talked to a Plymouth fan, I wanted the sort of insider knowledge on how they possibly beat Norwich 6-2. Um, bit of a thorny question. You might not yeah. like it. Um, yeah, but uh, what I want to know from you as an Ipswich Town fan is that I've seen a lot of people predicting that they're going to finish possibly even in the top six and I understand you're in good form from last season but as you said Plymouth finished above you and they've not been predicted to finish in the top six or anywhere near so basically from a, 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 an outside fan looking in what is it at going on at Ipswich at the moment that perhaps I don't know about which means you're going to have a good season I think what you're going to see on um, Tuesday if you guys go down to Portman Road you watch it on the red button on Sky wherever mm. you, you consume it you'll see that Ipswich at home we really start off at 100 miles an hour now that will give, that will create you chances yourselves. We've conceded a lot of mm. goals at Portman Road, yet we've been quite tight defensively away from home. It's a little bit more cagey, but Portman Road straight on the front foot. It's a fast attacking game. 
And I'll give credit to Darren Moore and Huddersfield yesterday. They kind of negated that with their, their tactics and made it very difficult for us. And then you might argue that we debated this on our show today on Talking Town today. We were probably lucky to get a point in the end. Um, you know, we scored with like three or four minutes remaining. But Portman Road, it, it's going to be like the Alamo, you know. We do start off really quickly. I mean, we've already had, we've had two four threes uh, against Leeds. We lost that one, but beat Blackburn the other week, 4-3. Mm. So, expect goals, I think. I, you will certainly get chances. I don't think McKenna is that kind of manager, really. I mean, we had Joe Royal as our manager going back 20-odd years ago. And we had like six fours against Crew and crazy results and... You know, when we had Paul Lambert as our manager and it was really boring, it was like nil-nil, one-nil and that. I used to sort of lament for those days and now we've got them. But it's a bit of a roller coaster, quite frankly. But yeah, I, I you will score at Portman Road. It just, it just depends on who's going to score the most goals to hmm. win the game. Yeah. yeah, the way you play probably uh, benefits the way we play because we like to play against teams that are a bit more open normally and the way we play um, as well. I think, like you say, it's going to be a, an open attacking game. Whoever's going to score the most. Hopefully it's it's going to be a nil-nil. Yeah, okay, like we said the same about Leeds United when we played them a few day, a couple of weeks ago. Both teams, it felt like it was going to be a goal fest and it was nil-nil. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's as good as... Uh, hopefully it's a similar result to the last time we came to Portman Road. Yes, oh, I think what? it was a 3-0 win in League One, wasn't it? Yeah. What was that? What was that in? In what division was that? Was that the League, League one. one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah we, I don't think... want, we don't want to touch on that, do we? No. Yeah, now we're in a much better position now. Yeah. Did we beat you in the return game? Yeah, 1-0. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Norwood. Norwood scored, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. You, won the champ- you won the title that year, didn't you? We did. We yeah, did. We did. Yeah, good, yeah, good team. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. I, so, I erased the Portman Road game from my memory, but I, I remember that the away <laughs> So who are Ipswich's uh, best players at the moment? Because there seems to be yeah. a lot of attacking players that have scored a lot this season. So who should we be scared about on Tuesday night? Well, I will say, look, I'll start actually, rather than going to the goal scorers, I will say you're probably going to face our second choice keeper, Vazclav mm-hmm. Haladki, who we got from Salford on the free. Now, Christian Walton, who was at Wigan and, and Brighton, is our normal number one, but he's not kicked a ball yet. He got foot injury against Luton in pre-season. We've not seen him uh, play since. I mean, he was a real rock for us last season. And the fan base are kind of divided because Haladki has played very well. You know, he didn't play a league game for 18 months. And <laughs> now he's played all the games so far. He's done very well, and the fan base are kind of divided on whether he keeps his spot. I'm in that camp, or whether or not Christian Walton should come back. Now we're told Walton is fit enough to play, so he. I still think probably Haladki will be in goal on 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 Tuesday night, and he really had a match-winning performance against Huddersfield on Saturday and made some fantastic saves. I mean, he's very good with his feet as well, Haladki. So look out for that in terms of distribution very quickly from the front. Uh, sorry, from the back to, to the front. In midfield, we were missing Sam Morsey, our captain on Saturday. He's already got five yellow cards. Hmm. <laughs> he seems to collect them. Um, well, we we so had I, a suspension for yeah, the same reason on Saturday. Oh, Who was that? Yeah. Jacob Oh, right. Okay. So he'll be back as well, will he, for you? Yeah. 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 So Morsey's our captain. He's the he's one of our talisman. You know, he's he's he very rarely gives the ball away. He's tough tackling. He kind of embodies everything McKenna wants from the side in terms of, you know, from the sidelines with passion and, and stuff like that. Massimo Luongo has been around the block. He's his midfield partner. Um, I expect him to play. Jack Taylor, you might have seen, scored in that Wolves game, that sort of 25, 30 yard we had in the Carabao. He's not yeah, really featured that much. Yeah, that was a hell of an effort. A lot mm. of Fat Town fans thought he might start against Huddersfield with Morsey not playing, but he didn't. 
Lee Evans played in that game, but he got injured in that, so I don't think he'll feature. I mean, sort of up top, we've got George Hurst, hard-working striker. Uh, Amari Hutchinson we've got on loan from um, Chelsea. Sort of billed as the next Raheem Sterling. Jury was out on him when he came. He looked very raw. I think over the last month, he's really found his feet, scored the winner against Southampton. Absolute lightning on the ball. Nathan Broadhead is fit. Look out for him. Very good set-piece taker. Uh, creates chances out of nothing. Um, and Connor Chaplin, who got 29 goals for us from the number 10 position last season. We kind of debated today on our show whether or not, we, you know, was he was he struggling to adapt to the to the champ? Because, uh, you know, he's he's had quite a quiet season. He's got I think he's got three or four goals, but he's had a fairly quiet start. And I think that's down to the fact that, you know, in League One, he was a real troublemaker in terms of scoring and creating. And I think he's just getting marked really tightly. And I yeah. imagine Rosinha, an ex-Ipswich uh, Loney, of course, um, I, I think you'd have watched him and you'll probably do exactly the same. Whether or not he'll be able to create the space to get a chance in and around the D, we'll have to wait and see. But that, that's pretty much the core of our, our side. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any thoughts on Hull City going into the match? What do you think, you know, how, you know, do you think you'll be able to get the win against Hull? Um, I, don't, I think you, I mean, you've only lost one game, haven't you? Was that to mm-hmm. Norwich, right? Norwich game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I think, yeah, you know, we did our pre-season show and Talking Town. A lot of people had you down for top six or dark horses for a top two. Mm. We really rate Rosinha as a manager. I thought he was a very good pundit when he was on Sky. And I think that's yeah. transferred over to what he's doing with you. So, yeah, I think it's looking really good for you. Like I said, I think it'll be a tough game. You know, in League One, when we were playing the likes of Forest Green and Morecambe, as soon as we scored within the first five minutes, we were all expecting cricket scores. Mm. Um, and now we're expecting cricket scores, but at both ends. <laughs> That's the difference <laughs> to it. But I think what you've got going on there is, is really good. You know, part of me thinks we've played some, you know, we've played Stoke. We beat them 2 0. I know you beat them 3 1 at their place. They're kind of these sort of mid table sides that have been around a little bit. I suppose Huddersfield being similar, being mm. in the Premier League as well in our time away, where you sort of kind of matching them. And, you know, with the Stoke game, we've beaten quite comfortably. We've beaten Cardiff, we've beaten Blackburn. Mm. Um, so it does make you think, you know, we're, we're putting on these performances. Can we actually finish in the top six? And I think it's probably the same for you. I mean, you've only had one defeat, so you're riding the crest of the wave. I think it all leads to the fact that Tuesday night's going to be a very exciting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see it being a score draw. You know, we, we do like to draw. Three, three. <laughs> four, four. Don't be surprised. Yeah, I think we'd all be fairly happy. I don't know about you, Matt, but I think us whole fans would. I know we've won the last three away, but I think a, a draw at Ipswich, who are second, that'd be positive, wouldn't it? Well, an out. Yeah, I think. I think sometimes you have to tailor your expectations a little bit. I think a lot of town fans thought we'd just rock up at Huddersfield, and a lot of us thought under Walnut they'd probably get relegated. You know, he was just seen out uh, the season, he's and his career there, and of course, then they get Darren Moore in. We've had a few battles with Moore and McKenna was Sheff- mm. with him at Sheffield Wednesday. Actually, a, a draw was actually a good result. So sometimes, you know, we all want to take three points, don't we? But, I mean, if you're winning your home games and drawing your ways, you're going to be in the top six, most likely. Yeah. So. We're the other way around at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we win away yeah. and draw it home. Oh, right. You could be fast starting yourselves then. No, Stand we don't start fast. The the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so generally, shall we go into our predictions for what I think will be a very exciting game between two good attacking teams? Will, uh, I mean, you'll have to explain to Matt, uh, why do you do what you do? Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be 3-0 Hull City. Um, and I, I have to keep predicting that until it happens. <laughs> yeah. 3-0, it so is that always your thing, is it? 
Yeah, it says it every week. I've often said to corner where I have to predict it every time until it actually happens. It's like the well, last 20 games you've done. you at the top done. of the prediction table doing it, so it's, it's a bit mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My tactic was to go beyond Will and actually predict 4-0 against Plymouth, and that didn't work out for me. So um, yeah, I think I'll be changing team, it. Pesky team, Plymouth. We always mm. thought they were going to fall away. Schumacher, Schumacher is a, a good manager, I think. He I don't is. think it'll be long before you see him in the Premier League. Possibly at Everton, <laughs> if Sean Dyche <laughs> continues as he is. But they're, mm. they're a good team, Plymouth. We didn't mind finishing second behind them. They were there pretty much all season. Yeah, I think perhaps we've been slightly fortunate to not have had maybe one loss in that run of games. So I might go 2-1 Ipswich. I think both teams could get on the score sheet. But I think Ipswich maybe at home will just slightly have enough. Uh, Ant, what do you think? I, I, I do think Ipswich will beat us at I, I, They're a really good side at Portman Road. Um, I just feel like, unless I, 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 you might put Coyle in for Vinagra, which makes us a bit better defensively, I think. Yeah. Especially if he has Slater still played up, up a bit further up. Um, I just think we're missing two fun at the minute. We need we need somebody like Twine to step up. Um, Adama doesn't seem to be himself at the minute. Um, there's just a few players that are a bit under the weather, and I think. We can't afford that at Portman Road. So, but I, I am actually going to go for a draw in saying that <laughs> with a big pessimistic start to that. I'm going to go for a for a, for a two two. I think. Um, yeah. Well, I'll go Desmond. Two. Yeah. Mm. Desmond. Mm. Okay. And and Matt. Finally, what do you think of the Ipswich game? It's funny you mentioned time. We tried to buy him, um, and he ended up going to Burnley. He scored two goals for Swindon mm. when they beat us down in League One in, behind closed doors in the COVID era. It's, Two absolute worldies. It's gone They all booed him when he came on. <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. He's a very good set piece taker. Um, why is that? Why is the was it Orphan? Is it? Did you say he's not playing? Is he the, the Turkey? No, he's injured again. He's a good player, him isn't he? He's got like sixty caps for Turkey. Was saying mad, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that could be a miss for you. I actually think probably we'll go two 0 up. You'll invariably get it back to two-two. That's because we we do seem to shift two goals on the trot to the opposition. We are and going to bring might... back a deficit this season. I think we've got the most points from losing positions. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is good. People watching this, stick a fire on this one. We'll go two up. We'll get back <laughs> to two all, and then I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll make it three-two. But we've mm. been to that well a few times this season and been a bit lucky. We couldn't do it against Leeds. We had a mad few minutes against them. Went one up, went three-one down. Ended up losing 4-3. But I would say Ipswich might just sneak the 3-2. But um, like I say, five goals seems to be par. (laughs) At least just par for Portman Road. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you very much for coming on and providing your insight. Uh, So you're a a fellow podcaster. Where can people find all the stuff you do? Yeah, if you go onto YouTube, we we have our video podcast. So if you just... uh, uh, search Talking Town ITFC. You can find us there again over Spotify and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, Links there we go. Good luck Tuesday. Yeah, channel. yeah. All right, all the best. Yeah, I'll leave you to okay. it. All right, thank you. Yes, very much. Thank you. Yes. See you. Bye. So one of the other things I wanted to mention was just that Connolly. I know he had a few chances. He had one that just went past the post. But I thought Delap coming on. Uh, his, you know, ability on the ball, dribbling forward and getting into some good opp- opportunities One lovely through ball to Morton. I think perhaps, you know, he'll be really chomping at the bit, having not started the last few games. I'd I play think. both. You'd play both? Mm-hmm. I'd play both. Who, who, who I would have Connolly and Philogene on the pitch at the same time for me. Mm-hmm. 
I can see us. I can see us playing both. Like because we did. It, I mean, like, it could be similar to the Leicester game. From I thought he may do that tactic again. I mean, yeah, but who knows? I think perhaps the two changes I would make is Coyle on, have him at right back, as I said, Christie left back, or either way, um, and then perhaps I'd be dropping Traore for Delap and have yeah. Delap on the wing, possibly. Yeah, those two changes I'd make. You can't drop Slater at the minute, which is mad considering the wingers we've signed. Yeah. But in fact, he scored two and two. And we've been saying on this pod for ages that he was a victim of the system having to play deeper, and that's not his role and what he does. But now that we've played him further up the pitch and those late runs into the box that we, we saw last season so often, we're seeing again. And he's, you know, like you say, two and two, you can't really drop him, can you? No. Are we uh, bringing Greaves back into the side? Oh, yeah, three changes then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, McLaughlin didn't really yeah, do McLaughlin had a perfectly fine game, to be fair. He didn't do much wrong. But... Yeah, I just think it's obvious Greaves is the first choice, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got so much potential and I think on the ball he's probably a bit ever so slightly better. If we'd have kept the clean sheet, I think Macca might have stayed in. Maybe, yeah. But we didn't. It was actually Christie that perhaps for me was at fault. I think there were twice, um, whoever it was on the wing, maybe Mumba got past him a bit too easily. That's why uh, Plymouth scored him also. In the first half, was a little bit out of sort of, but it, it grew as the game went on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan Rand saying Colin Dunlap to start him and Enship, Dunlap, Connolly and Philogene all together. I think they're probably the most exciting players. They're all very quick. Do you know uh, what we do look good when we do? Um, and what he's been doing at the minute is when he brings mm. um, when he brings Coyle on and we go to mm. a three at the back. Yeah, three at the um, back, yeah. And, and, and we have a Jones, well, obviously against Plymouth, it was Jones, Macker and, and Coyle as a back three. And then you had Philogene and... Um, who was on the Kilo, wasn't he? He played Kilo. Yeah, normally Kilo. Yeah. But they have the wingers as wing-backs. But the wingers are happy to track back. And I feel like if you're chasing mm. a game, I like the look of that system when we change to it. I, I do actually feel we we're a bit better on the ball in that system, but I don't mm. think he'll start with it. Well, playing out from the back, I mean, so many teams play three or five at the back because you need to have that more options at the back. I it guess gives, so you it drop gives so you deep. More, more options on the ball. So when you play the mm. three at the back, you've got more triangles to get out of defence. Um, obviously, when you play four at the back, we push our wing-backs on as well. So... We're kind of limited, and we play like uh, from the centre back. If you notice, what we the partner play we try and do is the centre back to the goalkeeper to the midfielder, then they, they try and press that, then back to the goalkeeper, then out wide. So they create the space by moving the players about. But it takes about five or six passes to do. But with three at the back, it's less. But you know, like we say, it's working at the minute, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to mention about sort of choices for the Ipswich game or Plymouth? Otherwise, I think. I'll do one short thing and then we can get back to the, the Serie Hard quiz. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Well, I mean, one thing I'd like to mention, uh, congratulations to everyone who actually got a hold of one of those lovely Kappa tracksuits because um, they sold out really quickly. You've got one, Will? You, oh, have I've you ordered got one. It? Have you ordered it or have you got it already? I've ordered it, so unfortunately I don't have it in my possession just yet. Right. Well, for the next podcast, I think you've got to wear it to show it off. Uh, it's a guarantee. I've been wearing it all yeah. the time. It's the coolest awesome. thing I'll ever I'll learn. Oh, it's like when that sort of all black blackout kit uh, came out a few years ago. Everyone wanted one of those. It was like, you know, uh, on the playground. Oh, I've got, you know, this lovely style. So it was nice to see. Yeah, and Sheppy got one. Well done. Um, and shall we go back into the Serie Hard quiz? Because I, I'm itching, itching to know who that third player um, I think I might have an idea. 
I have an idea, and well, I think we'll do our guesses now. I don't I think you'll get it at all, Nathaniel, but I think it's. No, no, I don't think Nathaniel will. Oh, well, it depends what, uh, what era it's from. I've got a guess. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, actually, uh, Nshet put in the comments earlier about whether or not you could answer those two that we put up. You could have just put in the comments because it's guesswork, and it really, unless you absolutely know who they are, but the other two yeah. would have been an easy answer with the google that's why we saved them so next time obviously you can just pop them in whilst the guest is on and we'll we'll read them afterwards but yeah so the two that we did was obviously the bad blurred players was this one so if anyone in the comments was saving your comments for this bit go for it um i think Enchip's put his in actually he's got uh he's got sam Lucas for the flirt yeah first you're right with one of them i'm very surprised you didn't get number two um i mean number one right. i can tell you exactly when that picture was taken as well it was mm -hmm. the watford watford goal surely Against uh, Watford? No. The volley? Against no? It was Sam Klukas against Swansea. Yeah. Has Sam, did Sam Klukas score against Swansea? He scored a belter against Swansea. What you want about? No, it was against Watford. It was against Watford. We beat Watford 2-0 and he scored. The volley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were playing in white, but that was just a Watford away kit. It was Watford. Will, you're looking very embarrassed. People can't see it, but, but I can <laughs> see it. I redeem myself for number three. It was no hey, I'll tell you well, what, got it. Enchef has got it, to be fair. I was, I was going to say Liam Cullen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you took that from me, you absolute twat. <laughs> but yeah, so anybody, I don't know if there's any more comments coming up for that one, so that's the answers for them. I'm very surprised nobody got number two at all. That was my easy well, one. I, got honey, I knew it was Honeyman, I wasn't, didn't want to say anything. Well, I thought it was Honeyman, but I was thinking, or is it Greaves? Because Greaves has that sort of long hair. Greaves kind of yeah. does that kind of passionate shout sort of thing. But yeah, Klukas Honeyman. No, Stuart Greaves would have been a good shout, to be fair, because they did both. Uh, Greaves, Coyle and Honeyman all look the same last uh, in that league. In, that couple of seasons, didn't they? Yeah, and she's uh, surprised and by there. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Yeah, because that was that was my banker one. I thought everybody would get that instantly. And then obviously the other one was the where the ball is. Um, I think we had a guess for number I four. I think it's. I think it's six. I, I think it's six because I thought I saw it on the answer. Where the blue players looking? It is, isn't it? Yeah, Slater's sort of not got to the ball quick enough. It's gone through his legs. Maybe is it number six? And Shep's gone for two. Um, oh, it is not. It is number six, actually. Yeah. So it is right there. Mm. But I feel like the, the the fact that Slate is looking absolutely nowhere near it threw people off. <laughs> yeah. The audio listeners are loving this. Yeah. 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 Well, there's two. There's two for the audio listeners now. Okay. So, um, yeah. Obviously, so one now is the head-to-head -head record against Ipswich. So, um, I want to know who's won more. So in the head-to-head, -head, Ipswich have won nine times against us. There's been 11 draws, but then how many times have we beaten Ipswich? I think my, we're my, quite good against guess, Ipswich. My guess is going to be trick question. We've both won nine. Yeah. Well, I think we beat them 2016. We beat them in League One. We beat them when Robert Curran scored in like 2013. And then at home, I think we beat them with... Uh, Grzycki scored two against them. I think we're pretty good against it. I'm going to say we've beaten Ipswich more than they've beaten us recently. Okay. Anybody in the comments dropping any in before I, uh, I don't know. want to guess? It's quite. A, I was surprised by this, to be fair. Um, it's not often I feel like we're on the, uh, whoa, the whoa, better whoa. end of it, but we've won 19 times I against Ipswich. I was right. I was right. I could name a fair few of them. Well, I mean, uh, we might, I'd rather have their, uh, their other records than 
having a yeah. good record against them. Well, Enshep guessed kind of correctly 10, that is more than yeah. 9, so, but not 19. Yeah, so we, we add more, which is, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that, it's very. It's not very often that I look at a head-to-head record for a team, and we <laughs> more never, ne- never mind ten more. But yeah, we we we, we always beat Birmingham. Always beating Birmingham. I think Birmingham. Yeah, would if have we beat Birmingham. You know, we're having a poor. If, if we lose to Birmingham, you know, we're having a poor season. Yeah. Um, and then the other one for any audio listeners listening, and obviously people still watching on viewer. How good your memories? So the last time we played out uh, against Ipswich uh, at Portman Road, we ran out three 0 winners. Wilkes McGuinness. <laughs> League One season <laughs> against Ipswich. Um, it was Wilkes McGuinness, then Eves, I think, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I was just saying the, the scorers. Yeah, yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, well, those were our, yeah, these are too easy for me. As I say, I, I always watch our goals from that season on like when I'm waiting for the bus. Or, or the train or something. I, I put on my uh, video I've made of all the goal scorers. This this game, I remember the three 0 against Ipswich when we last played them at Palman Road, because I remember there was a video going around. I can't remember who put it. On. It might have been Tiger Tube who made it and put it on Twitter. And it was the uh, like the BBC Radio Suffolk, and it yes. was essentially one of their punt. I can't remember who it was, but they just spent the entire thing saying that Ipswich had been the better team. Yes, Hulse didn't look like anything. And I think that was never a free nil. I remember watching that game. I remember watching that game, and we absolutely had him on toast the entire game. So it was really funny. That entire season, all of the managers and fans couldn't believe that we were winning. They were just so bitter. That's why League One became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Every every game, they couldn't understand why we were winning games. Yet ran out title winners. So yeah, we had to have something about us. (laughs) But yeah. A little bit of fun. I, I might might up the uh, degree of difficulty for next week then. But that was the Seri Had mini quiz, or the Seri yeah. Easy, if anybody uh, well, found it. That was a very good format. Well, we needed something to kill the time because I couldn't be bothered to make a, a combined lineup this time. Oh, I no, think, I honestly, nowadays it's actually rare that we're playing a team above us in the table. So I didn't want to just do more Ipswich players. I couldn't bring myself to do that. I think it would be <laughs> fairly, I think we do have some good players. Um, I, I know Ipswich are in good form, but I, I'm still not 100% convinced uh, that they can see it out over the course of the year, but maybe they will. Maybe, maybe or maybe we beat them 3-0 again, and that's sort of the start of their downfall. I think there are few years ago. in the second half of the season when teams have sort of fathomed out their play style, and, and, and it seems them. really hard to, to deal with a promoted side as sometimes Premier League. I mean, not this season, obviously they're all been garbage, but um, when a when a side's promoted, they're a bit of an anomaly to the to the tactical staff and that because they didn't know they have got nothing off them off season for what they played against them. So um, obviously you can have a guess and say this player is a good player, so we need to mark him, whatever. But it's always hard. And Ipswich have come up and sort of rode that momentum, and they're just looking relentless at the minute. They've just gone with the we're going to score more goals than you, and I think at any level that's probably yeah. the way to go if you come with, if you get promoted. Just have a go. That's the entertaining oh, football that Adjun wants. He'll be. Just- yeah, Adjun will be a big admirer of Ipswich because they're, like to say, banging out four free games and all sorts of seasons. So. Always a massive advocate for the Kevin Keegan style of football, no matter what. Yeah, Endship's mentioned here that there's another talking point that there was a, was it Man United or a Liverpool shirt in the North Stand? Oh, and uh, there was Yeah, there was, there was two. There was right. a Man United shirt and a, a Newcastle one. Mm. Right. 
And then, and then it went on to the whole city Twitter page, the official one. Yeah. So, Will, I think you've got yeah, some that, views. That, that was the problem, I think. Do you want to do a rant? Uh, a little mini one, yeah. Um, right. Just have some respect for a team you're going to see. Don't wear a shirt of a, a different team at, yeah. at a stadium. It's just looks... you can support someone else, but you yeah. don't go in with another shirt. Yeah, it's just weird. It's weird behavior. And to be fair, I, I, I get City doing what they did, but it's a bit don't, don't rewarding for coming in a shirt like that. No, you, I thought they anything? weren't supposed to let you in if you were. I, when I was at the Huddersfield game last year, yeah, but but I mean, you, 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 you need to support another team. Just have some respect for the team you're going to see and don't wear another uh, team. Yeah, share. I feel like it's important to 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 point out that it's not bad that you can go as a neutral and watch a different game. Yeah, yeah. that's it's fine. Game, yeah. I, I I would do that if I lived in a city far away, and it was like impossible to get to city games. I would probably watch the local ones, but I wouldn't I go in wearing a whole city shirt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, I feel like it's just that's just common sense to me and the vast majority of the footballing nation, community, whatever you want to call it. I just don't, but I think the problem at the minute is what people that's got City fans irked is that they've put it out on the City Twitter as though it's funny and something that's fine. Which I mean, you know, it's not exactly the end of the world. Well, they don't give them free merch when people are struggling to pay for it themselves that are genuine City fans. That guy supports yeah. Man U. And they've just given him a free city. I know it was one of the little we are all city things. They want a proper share, but it's still something that you know, paying fans and members of the club for years have to go and buy. And he's got it for free. They could have chucked in one of those new. They could have chucked in one of those new track track jackets, which really would have bothered me. No, they wouldn't throw any of them out. They didn't have any left. There's only three XLs left. Yeah, I mean, because last year when we went to, I mean, I know we don't really want to think about it, but when we went to the whole Huddersfield match. In Huddersfield, there was a Bradford City fan in a shirt that got removed from the stadium. So I thought, yeah. if you were in another shirt, you do get removed. And um, years I think it ago, depends on what shirt you're wearing. I mean, Man United are really direct rivals, but in any way, shape, or form, are they? Yeah, but, but Bradford fair, with it being just West wanted... Yorkshire, Huddersfield City it had a bit of potential to be ugly. He maybe just wanted to see a team that plays decent football. Yeah, true. Um, boom, boom. It, it is weird because I've I've seen a lot of uh, in the past I've seen a lot of team fans since Adrian came in wearing like Fenerbahce shirts and stuff like that. That's and fine. I get that. Yeah, I get it is fine, but at the same time, it's still a little weird. Just why don't you wear a whole city shirt? Um, but I think that some Fenerbahce fans will wear that, and well, yeah, that will actually it is associated with the club in a certain way, the, isn't it? Is we know the context there. A lot of people mm. wouldn't outside of the club. Know that, yeah, interesting thing, but uh, it's better than is that worse or better than half and half scarves because those are still the worst things. It's better, it's better than half and half scarves. That's, that's I, the worst I thing. saw one for a wedding the other day, a half and half scarf for like a wedding, but it was also like football based weird stuff. I don't approve. So, we've talked a lot about fashion this week with a uh, check their the hard drives, whether they the are. New, the new track suits and uh you know half and half scarves and shirts so yeah that was certainly interesting um well nothing else to mention i don't think uh football wise but um i've got two shout outs i mean we asked the voting is still open for the football content awards isn't it so well and I'll, I'll let you do the promotion for this one and then i'll do a little thing afterwards 
Okay. Um, yeah, so um, someone actually let me do this. on. Uh, I was on the Final Whistle Leicester fans channel and he let me do this. Um, so basically, obviously, we, we, we don't make money off this. We get paid, obviously, by sponsors, but the sponsors pay for, you know, like StreamYard Pro, the, the, the website, things like that. The, the, the content that we provide you guys is paid for for that. We, we don't take a wage or anything for it. We do it because we enjoy it. We never actually thought we'd do more than like five episodes when we first started it, did we, Will? Let's be honest. Um, we're still going like a few years broken, on. Yeah. I'd like a broken record. The first episode was done in the back of my car. Yeah, <laughs> with, with, with phone headphones in the back of his car. And I did it like I sat in my living room chair watching telly with my phone like on speaker. It was, it was like a phone call. At this point. Yeah. So it's it, the fact that we're still going and we have so many, you know, regular viewers and, and whatnot, it's, it's mad. And, and we never expected to go to the FCA last year, let alone take home bronze. I mean, you should have seen Man and Will's face when our logo popped up on the screen. Um, <laughs> it was for amazement and, and, and pure shock. Uh, but this year, it's already shown us from last year that we've got the support to get those kind of awards. So if we rally around a, a little bit harder this season, share it a bit more, you know, get family and friends on different devices to do it, um, you know, we could go one better. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, again, just attending the final is something that, that's massively proud for us. But if we could take home a silver or a gold, I think that would be absolutely amazing. So if we can get the City community rally behind I, us, we really I'm would just appreciate it. I'm not bothered yeah. if we don't anything. I'm happy to go. Hey, just, hey, just does that. Like, there's a couple of other City, not, not they're not both city related, but one of them there's that Tigers newsroom. Is it best? Yeah, the Tigers newsroom is going. Yeah, and there's also another one I want to shout out. Who is a whole city fan? Alfie Potts Hammer, who does yeah. HRTC seven. He's been nominated for well, um, and his videos are ace. So if you haven't seen them, go and watch them, um, and if you and go and nominate them too as well. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that we won't we won't be able to go to these kind of events if it weren't for you guys voting for us. So uh, we, we just do want to say thank you, obviously, for doing it because you don't have to do it. Um, obviously, we will post links to vote and ask you to do it, but your choice is, you know, if you enjoy the content, do so. If you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we appreciate any support. Very well put. Yeah, absolutely. We're, and all, then I... we're all just halls for attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um one thing I'd like to shout out, I shouted out on Wednesday when I did the uh, Plymouth preview, but I had a lovely chat and tour of the Tigers Trust Arena with the head of programmes there, Richard Dexter. Uh, nice to meet him. And uh, something I wanted to shout out that at the moment, they're really on the lookout for donations of especially adult sized uh, football boots for people to be able to to get a free pair if they can't afford it to go along to the sessions there so if you do have any that yet you know you don't uh, use anymore perhaps uh, consider donating them to the tigers trust which i think at the moment is the best place for them to go so i just thought i'd like to mention that again so yeah thanks to everyone who's commented will and ant this has been lovely as always and uh yeah i suppose we'll be back next week hopefully after you know extending that unbeaten run to a whopping nine and then finally we can actually look at where we are in the table because it'll have been 10 games uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna beat millwall as well by the way because that's between our, us now in the next episode yes uh, and uh, of course that will be an easy game because they're not going to be you know attacking wise they won't have any threats because their best player actually will be a uh, he won't be available I'm amazed for that game. you've managed to not mention that at any it's been point an entire hour after this episode yeah and of course if you've listened to this podcast before you know who i'm going to talk about i'm not even gonna i don't even have to say his name nearly on about george honeyman yes <laughs> obviously yeah so yeah thanks again and we totally forgot he was there yeah <laughs> we'll be back next week
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.